irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Cherie right here on LA Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, June 9th. This morning, I'm kind of alone, but not alone. Cherie's sick, and uh, we're wishing her a quick recovery. She'll probably be back tomorrow. But uh, I'm not alone, folks. I've got a great company this morning. I'm joined by Desmond Devanish. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you for joining me. Uh, you seem like a cool person, so we'll probably spend a great hour together. Wonderful. And uh, I'm sorry I don't have any beautiful women in the studio, but I'm sure you get them. <laughs> it's okay. You're, you're, uh, he's pretty, pretty handsome guy. <laughs> we so, each other all, all, all Yeah, hour. right. <laughs> uh, classic movie star, right? Well, I, I did watch the trailer of your film, and... And uh, it looks amazing. You star in it too, right? Yep. Yeah. That's cool. So we'll talk about the film in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit about you. Are you originally from L.A.? Uh, from New York originally. New York? Yep. New York City? City, Manhattan. Really? Mm-hmm. What's it like growing up there, man? It's different from here, huh? It's, it's funny. It is. It's funny because like, when I look back at it in hindsight, it's... It wasn't as exciting as one would think. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't grow up in the village either. I grew up in the Upper East Side, so... Uh-huh. And then I moved to the Bronx uh, my my teenage years, but I just... Uh, there's not much to do but <laughs> walk around on blocks. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I always wondered what it's like for kids to grow up in New York I mean, City, you, you know? got Central Park, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. But that's about it, right? Yeah, I mean, plus, you have, I mean, you have the electricity of the people. It's such a cosmopolitan city. I that's mean, true, you yeah. Do, you're exposed to great art. And culture, but um, but yeah, but it's it's just yeah. In the city, there's no place for the kids to play. You know, I mean, you can't just let them go downstairs and play. Exactly, you know? and that's yeah. the thing. It's not like a suburban, you know, where you have your, your, your soccer mat. I mean, you have that in school, but it's just right. It's so different. that's why people move to the suburbs, like Queens and or have right? country houses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Long Island for the fortunate ones, I guess. Of right? course, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, at what point in your life did you move to LA? Uh, Two thousand. 2000. So uh, what were you doing before that in New York? Were you... Not uh, enough. Not enough? Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I I, I actually fell upon acting uh, when I was 16. uh, I got got involved in an agency and I started doing some some theater and Mm -hmm. film. But um, as, as chance would have it, like, I mean, after I did that... I, I lost the agent, and then I just, I don't know, I kind of lost track of life. I was doing a couple things. I was on Broadway and yeah. going to NYU at the same time. Really? Yeah. So, well, you were still young, you know. You tried I was, to do 1920, yeah. You yeah, know? wow. And it was just, uh, and it was a lot, and I kind of just, I don't know, I wasn't grounded, though. Yeah. So, um, I guess I needed that uh You had break. dreams and everything? Yeah, I had. Yeah. <laughs> I had, but I just, yeah, but I was finding myself, and uh, I think I didn't, uh I think I wanted to grow up too fast because really? yeah, and I think it's it's funny because I when I first experiences I, I dated someone a lot older than I was, and they had traveled, they had read all these books, and they were literarily you know knowledgeable, and I just felt very inadequate, and I think that uh, I just wanted I wanted I had that thirst for knowledge, so yeah. it took a while, but um, but I finally came to my own. Right. So what did you do about? Achieving that knowledge, um, I did. Uh, I read a lot. I mean, I did, but I didn't read until I was, 
out of college. Or, really? Or, yeah, or, or the beginning of college. Like, so you developed uh, an affinity for reading I, while you were in school? I, I think, yeah, I think my first year of college, in fact, I well, my last year of high school, I, I did, we had to do community service, and I worked in a library, <laughs> uh, just putting, you know, putting the, the, the stickers on, and, 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 wow. and yeah, it was just, I, and, and, that's, and I fell upon Henry Miller uh, in a library, um, uh-huh. which uh, I became obsessed with him, because, I mean, it took me, like, about five, I mean, about five hours to read one page. Wow. Because there was it's so much. difficult? Well, no, no, not so much, but there was so much dense words that he used and dial and, and, and different uh, verbiage that I had to look up all these words. Wow. So I became <laughs> obsessed with like words, became like a wordsmith because like uh-huh. I just wanted to know what all these words meant. Um, right. And then from then I just got just so, just really uh, uh, interested in just literature and yeah. history, sociology. That's cool everything. because yeah. I love to read too, you know, and I know it's it's the best way to uh, acquire knowledge and everything, to know language, to know words. And uh, it's funny because on Facebook, sometimes they have those quizzes and they're like, only 4% of the people in the world will pass this. And I pass it with like perfect scores, you know. Right. So I'm like, yeah, of course, because when you read a lot, you know what words look like. So if it's they're true. misspelled or, or misused, you know right away. It's true. And some words sound perfect for what you're trying to say right like they have an, an onomatopoeic like you know right thing to it it's just it's perfect and other words just fall flat so yeah that's true right yeah yeah and it's i guess the thing is also with with with, with words it's like i never and i i think i got this from my dad um is that he would always look up a word in the dictionary right away if if there's a word he heard that he didn't know. Really? That's cool. So, yeah. So, I, I, I used to yeah. carry a pocket dictionary because uh-huh. I never wanted someone to talk to me or talk over me and say something that I don't understand. Because yeah. I think, if, you know, some people can master more than one language, several languages. But if English is going to be the only language that I can speak, like, well... I want to know every word there is possible yeah. in this language. Yeah, that's good. So you had that spark in you, you know, to to acquire all this knowledge, right. to learn, to be... Well, that's cool, you know. I mean, that's very encouraging uh, to hear, you know, that people, even if you feel unfortunate earlier in your life that you didn't get exposed to these things, once you get older, you understand this stuff, you know, well, you say... It's true, man, because, I mean, I was not a good student. I was, really, yeah. No, I was, I was a really... I, I mean, I always had the acumen, or I should say, like, the, the potential, but I never... I used to get Ds and Fs in class. Yeah. I was never, like, an overachiever. Um, and I think it was because I just didn't like doing things on a deadline. I didn't like... I just felt like if it wasn't, uh, you know, through my own volition, like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do things, like, in a forced way. And plus, I don't know, I think the whole scholastic like educational system it's just it feels for me i mean and i'm not really remotely involved in right now right but it just feels very antiquated yeah it's right just, it, the way the, the learning process works how would you uh how would you change it like briefly i, I mean I, have you thought about it yeah i think there just needs to be more elective um decision making in what mm. in, in in what people learn i mean because i think school in a way and, and, and even in some sense colleges for that matter um they don't they don't prepare you for yeah. for what i think all the things you learn in life um and i think that certainly a lot of things are just experience and you just have to go through trial and error and make mistakes or not even mistakes because i think that's that's a that's a very it's a big misnomer because we we call things that don't feel good mistakes but yet those are our biggest learning experiences that's true they are right so yeah. um but i think that there needs to be more of a just a, sort of a, a an emphasis put on 
social social like you know social networking or social um graces and how to mm. how to talk to people right how to communicate yeah I think communication <laughs> is our biggest like failing as a society that's as true a especially now right especially I mean, now and you think that the communication is increased because we're on social networks we talk to each other right. you know and stuff uh phones you know communication you can talk to anyone in the world instantly But yeah, we lost the personal touch, right? We've the, lost a lot of that personal touch. The face-to-face. We have. I think we're just, we're too, we're too immersed in this facade of, of, of having to, to sort of fall, fall into this, like, I don't know, for lack of better words, these trends. These, mm. these trends, which are great because I think trends are nice because they, they, they certainly um, are a reflection of, of sort of our advances and our, and our interest and our social sort of connectivity but but they also I think they, they label and they marginalize and we don't and they don't speak too too thoroughly to the soul and yeah. to who who you are which is much bigger than what your you know most favorite show is on TV right. or what your favorite you know f- you know what I mean like favorite thing yeah. to to watch or do and these are important we need these activities they're respites they, they make us feel good but we need to also I think know who we are at our at our corest sense right and it does and we can't do that if we're constantly connected to our phones no and and tablets and computers and all that <laughs> stuff I know I know well you know that's the thing but uh, but you decided you're gonna do something about it and it's cool I'm sure it helped you a lot in your life to be able to master the language and so forth you know have you has it uh appealed to you I mean has it occurred to you to learn any other languages are you it curious does, you know all? and it's and I, and I just I've tried my hand at, at several languages like I love languages I mm. love I mean English isn't even my favorite language to listen to. I think, really? I know. I think Italian is one of my... I love Italian. Wow. And it's funny because I found that when I was traveling through Europe, out of all the countries I went to, and I went to the East, Eastern countries and, 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 and the Slavic countries and everywhere, Italy was the least... Uh, I found the least people spoke English in Italy. Really? Out of all the European countries. Wow. And I think my theory is it's because why would you speak English if you can speak Italian? <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah Now, let me ask you this Fra- did you go to France too because apparently they don't want to speak but they English do, but more than Italians really for me that was my experience yeah, yeah. but, but I, I, I do sense that too with the, yeah you want to you want to kind of sort of make an effort to speak French I found that they, they appreciate that but, yeah um, I know I know but uh, you know I mean I don't blame them because you know French used to be like the international language uh, after or before World War II that's right and uh, you know I mean I remember Uh, you know having been born in Israel in the 60s my passport had uh, it was written in Hebrew and French not in English believe it or not <laughs> you know so the thing with America has become late uh, came a little later on you know where right. now the two countries are totally connected and stuff but it wasn't always like that right well it's interesting you see the Israel because it's like I like hearing English spoken by different um, different people of different nationalities like, <laughs> really no and actually Israeli like I, I like Israeli accents on, on, on English uh, I mean on, yeah, on English uh, it depends how heavy like, how heavy the accent is I, I mean, like so Argentinian also yeah. I like uh, um, yeah. who else Argentinians I mean, are good they, yeah. yeah I like yeah because it's just it's it's lilting it has yeah. like a nice buoyancy to it when you hear when you hear English spoken especially a lot, a lot of South Americans but it's just 
and because I think it's also the culture. I think people people's cultures come out in their in their dialect, right? And uh, it's it's interesting whether whether it's German or Russian. I mean, you 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 feel their essence of a lot of their culture in yeah. those words because I think language. And I'm 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 by no means you know a, a linguist or <laughs> any you know any, any master. Maybe a cunning linguist. But, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, <laughs> but I but I feel like the language is the the sounds and the glottal like ways that people speak is probably a lot derivative of the the emotions and all the things that yeah. they probably went through to yeah I mean that's the way you words. express yourself so apparently you traveled in Europe quite a bit yeah, right I did a full yeah I backpacked. I took a I took a leave of absence from uh, everything in L.A. Uh, <laughs> when in 2007 and uh, traveled around the world for eight months. Wow! It was. Did you travel by yourself or yeah. did you take someone with you? Because it's hard to find a partner to take a trip like that, right? It for is. So long. It is. Um, but, and I've seen it done. Um, so, but for me, I think I needed that for myself. Uh, I'd always wanted to do it, and like I was saying as I started this conversation, like that was something that was just itching at me. Wow. For the longest time and it was one of the greatest things I've done in my life and it, it's it all sits with me wow yeah so you were uh, backpacking actually right yeah, backpacking. The, the whole thing the whole time eight months wow yeah and I mean so you obviously uh, I mean did you have to work at certain places to support no, yourself no I did I, I had you know I sold I had a condo that I sold and um, I I put that up and and I just left everything behind um, oh wow my, you know finished my job my job was kind of on the downside actually it's funny because I was working I was working for an interior designer I did I, out of all things uh, it was which is an interesting sort of sidetrack of my life I did that for five years mm-hmm. and um, it was good I learned a lot um, and um, it, it, it was it was the end of that and then there was just there was the time for it. I'm obviously there's never a perfect time because either you're going to be in a relationship, you're going to be in a job, right. something. <laughs> so you have to like somebody's going to have to take you know get sacrificed. Right. So and that was that. I was I was in a relationship. So that that yeah that took to the side. Now, so what attracted you to uh, Europe? I mean, was that the reason you wanted to go, or did you uh, want to go somewhere first? I wanted and to then go everywhere. Decide? I mean, yeah. I, I went to 80, 81 countries. Are you serious? In eight months. Wow. Yeah. How do you do that? It's very difficult, uh, right. but I, I mean, I was, I was literally just like, uh, like one, one city for a day or two, another city for two days. Right. In fact, funny you have mentioned France. For, that was probably the longest I was in any in any city. Was in Paris. I think it was four or five days. But otherwise, it was like a day, a day, two wow. days, three days. That's amazing. Yeah. So, what other continents were you on? Uh, Africa, uh, South America, Central America, um, Asia. Wow! So you've covered the world. I have. Wow! I've been Antarctica. <laughs> well, you've done a lot. I mean, you know, you're still young and everything, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. I even took the took the Trans Siberian from Beijing to Moscow, mm-hmm. which was uh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So you've got some stories to tell. A couple. Yeah, at least right. A couple. But that's the thing. If you want to travel well, I think you have to go by yourself. You know, because then you're not unless there's somebody with you that's like that wants exactly what you want. Because otherwise, everybody pulls in different mm. directions, right? That's true. It is, and I think that was one of the major things for me. I mean, not only to expose myself to the world and see how other people live, but I think I needed to know who I was. And I think you truly don't know who you are until you find yourself out of your comfort zone. Until you find yourself environments. I mean, I should. I should revise that. 
I think you can know who you are. Absolutely. You can live in the same city for your whole life and know who you are. But I think if you if you find yourself in other in other areas that you're not you know familiar with i think that does expand your your horizons i mean yeah. literally but it, yeah it moves you out of your comfort zone i think and allows you to grow yeah yeah De- definitely uh for those of you just joining us we're talking to uh desmond devinish uh he's joining me this morning Cherie's sick and uh as you can tell we're having a cool conversation already uh now desmond you're in film uh you yes. have a film coming out yes, right i do uh, tell us about it yeah well this film is called misfortune and it's a uh, script that my uh, my co-writer and i xander bailey had been uh, putting together several years ago and it was shot in Arizona. We just got four. Uh, it's our fourth festival. We've won two Best Feature Awards. Our we world premiered in India in Jaipur. Wow! Yeah, how cool is, is that? It huh? was wonderful. It was. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I that was the beginning of the the festival circuit for us, and I had um, we'd submitted it to a few festivals, and it was right after like the Christmas holidays and New Year's Eve, and we I found out that we'd gotten selected, and I thought interesting. So it was it was beginning of January. And I thought, you know, no better place to do it than in India because, <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's it's the absolute antithesis of Sundance, Tribeca, right. Cannes, which yeah. we you know we we didn't we didn't have that selection. But I thought, you know what, let's just go completely in the opposite direction, and right. it was the best experience for me. There you go, and another reason for you to travel, you know, Mister Travel here. <laughs> 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 go to India. Uh, so did you actually go to India? I did. I went to Jaipur, and Jaipur is an amazing experience because um, I'd been to India in 2000 al- 2007 mm. also, but on this return, I felt a little bit uh, uh, sort of wet behind the ears, and I had to sort of uh, get, get re-familiarized with, with, with not, like I said earlier, not being in my comfort zone. <laughs> so it was New Year's morning, actually, um, of uh, uh, New Year's Day, and I, I decided just to walk along the street. And um, I think I had I had very low cell phone service as I, as I recall. And in India, at least in Jaipur, there's no the signs. They're not in English. So yeah. so I, I, I wanted um, I think I wanted to go um, to to look at some sites. And I started walking down the street, and I kept looking behind me to kind of just kind of get like a sort of a, a an examination to know where I was, so I wouldn't get lost. Right. And as I kept doing that, um, I started to walk further. And it was getting further along where I knew I had to like kind of figure out like left, right, 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 straight. <laughs> so I was like, you know, at one point I just said, stop, like get lost, just Whoa. get lost. Because yeah. really, what, what does it mean to be lost? Like when you think about that, what does that mean? I mean, because I think the, 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 the theory of being lost is it's, it's fear-based, you know, because yeah. how can you ever be lost? Right. So, I mean, sure, in, in a literal sense, I guess, figuratively speaking. So I went up walking along, and it's funny. I saw this guy's shirt that he was wearing behind on the back said, you're right where you need to be. <laughs> and I thought, my God, if that's yeah, not like a confirmation. Uh, the and, writing on the and wall, right? It's funny. It's like, and I totally stuck out like a sore thumb, and it's like people staring, and I'm just walking straight and it's funny because um, as I'm walking you know in, in this brisk you know uh, uh, saunter I uh, I passed by this barbershop and I thought you know what 
I'm gonna go get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was so random, but like, well, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I went in, I got a haircut, you know, and then, you know, in India, they, they kind of, they give you like a massage, they like pat your head and everything. Really? Yeah, they, they tap it and like, you know. So I thought like, God, I was like, but I was like, where else would I have done this um, if I didn't decide to just kind of get lost in this throng? And after that, I saw on top there was a temple, um, and you know it, it had the, the the Hindi the Hindi symbol on it, and right. it was the Ganesh temple. And I thought, oh, how do I get up there? And I went up walking along these streets, and I and there was a huge uh, hill and a mountain, and I went up. Sorry, I went up climbing <laughs> up to the mountain, and I went to the Ganesh temple, and I made a, made a prayer, and I felt like. Wow, this was like so faded that I did this, but like I think the whole experience taught me like just trusting trusting the universe. Wow. You see now that's a big leap, you know, because not everybody can do that. I mean, you ask me what does it mean to to be lost and I'm thinking you're in a desert or something. Not in the de- well, desert or uh in the woods or something. You don't know where the hell you're going. I mean, uh this kid was left by his parents in Japan. Did you hear about that one? Oh no. They punished him, so they left him in the in the woods and planned to come back, right? But then he was lost. For a week they had to search for him, right? So to me that's what being lost is, you know? Yeah. But no. uh well there's no certainty, you don't know where you're going and all that. But but I see what you're saying. But, it can generate fear. Well and especially nowadays, think about it. Like, you know, it's it's funny. I I was on the one oh one coming up here and 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 looking for the exit and and I was like and I think like oh should I go on my phone to look at an exit that's three exits away to make sure I don't miss the exit right like what I mean seriously <laughs> I'm thinking about looking on my phone like I can't use my own eyes to look at a sign on a freeway to know right. when that exit's coming up and that does happen that's now that we rely on GPS so reliant you know? I mean it's just it, it's I, and I don't I got to tell you, I don't necessarily think this is a great thing. Yeah, no, (laughs) you're right. You're right. You know, it's too much. It is. I think it's too much. You know, I mean, GPS definitely helps in L.A. because it's so huge and and, and all that. We used to have, like, uh, the Thomas Guide. uh, Remember? Flip the page page 58. Yeah, exactly. It was like a thick thick book of of quadrants of of parts of L.A. And you had to put them together and look up the street. That's not a driving hazard. Yeah, exactly. Not at all. You had to memorize everything before you got in the car. My God. Yeah, that's a driving hazard. Yeah. If you are. You know what? I mean, you want to talk about that? I was actually taking flying lessons in Vegas in 1994. And there was no GPS at the time. None. I I had to use a map. I was flying yeah. t- twelve thousand feet, yeah. looking at a map to yeah. find out where the hell I was and yeah. figuring out by visual what mountains I was seeing. You know, I was lost there for a while on my solo to Arizona. That was funny. But back to you uh, talking so, about so, Arizona. Let's go back to your film for so a second. Film, yeah. So and I do. So want, it's called Misfortune. Yeah, and it's and it's it's a uh, West Coast premiering uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, June tenth, nine thirty p.m. at the Chinese Theater, the TLC or TCL Chinese uh-huh. Theater six, um, as part of the nineteenth annual Dances with Films Festival, which I have been every night to the festival. And it is the greatest festival I've been to so far. Really? Some it's great films? Great films, great leadership, too. Uh, Michael Trent and uh, Leslie Scallon have just created an incredible uh, experience for this festival because there's so much cohesion. And when you go to festivals, I think one of the most important things, 
I feel that is really valuable to me is not only getting an audience to see your film and getting getting visibility and and having that experience of of, of being able to promote yourself, but but meeting other filmmakers and other artists and and the filmmakers I've met at this festival. And the films I've seen also have really resonated with me, and I feel like there's so much support in this festival because, I mean, we we the film industry is very it's very easy to look at it as a competitive industry um, because there are slim opportunities, and it's easy to have to want to best other people. But I feel like what's so important now is to really kind of pull together, and I've had as much. Uh, enjoyment promoting other people's films uh, and, and, and feeling great about seeing other people's work as I have for my own films. So that's one of the things, and I think that's that's really what Dance with Films, for me, feels like that energy is 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 through is through the roof with that with that festival. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you're in LA, you can go. Uh, that's tomorrow night, right? It's tomorrow. Yeah, and you can go on the Dances with Films uh, website or for uh, uh, the Misfortune. You can check out the Facebook page, which is Misfortune Film, and or get tickets on Fandango. That's usually that or the box office right at, at the Chinese. And you guys can see the uh, the trailer. I have a Vimeo. Um Link, but is there any other places where people can see the trailer? Yeah, you can see it on YouTube. Uh, I think you just put punch in Misfortune Film. Okay. And, uh, it should pop up. Yeah, and that looks, I mean, folks, that looks like a really cool film. I watched part of the trailer and uh, definitely we- Arizona backro- backdrop. To the uh, tell us briefly what the film is about. Yeah, well, it's, it's a thriller and it's about this ex con who gets out of prison who hunts down his ex partner in crime who he perceivably backstabbed um, and he hunts down his ex-partner in crime son uh-huh. for some missing stolen jewels we'll say uh-huh. and uh, the 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 film pretty much uh, rides on on that uh, wow, that occurrence that, wow that's pretty cool now is this a, a full feature film it's a full feature yeah 90 wow. minutes and it moves it moves good. How, how long did it take you to uh, let's say just the filming part uh, well the filming itself we shot that in three weeks uh, you know with a few days off uh, and but we the post took a lot longer the post production we were sitting in post for about not sitting <laughs> I mean we were I was actively sitting uh, in post for at least a year wow yeah, because in post, that's how you tell the story, right? It, I mean, is. It's a, it in is. the editing, you know, you shoot all the, the basic yep. parts, the raw parts, the yeah. raw footage, and then you put the story together. Well, that's the th- and that's the thing. And the, 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 the film itself, the sort of the, the, the body of a film takes, it's like a sculpture. I mean, it takes so many sort of different iterations and, and, and chiseling away and, and additions and fine-tuning and tweaking that... It's it's like um, I think that's what's that's what's fascinating for me about the whole the whole sort of um, uh, process of a film because you start with a script and this is why I think a lot of scripts it's so hard for scripts I feel like to get made um, not only because obviously you have to have the right connections and you have to have the right people to, to, to finance it and back it but I think it's it's a blueprint a script is a blueprint and I think it, it takes someone or, or very very uh, sort of a, to have that foresight to see into a story and to see the value of it and to see the potential of it and 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 what it can become because it's funny when when I look at the script and I look at the the, the final product on 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 film I mean it it, it, it it's just like 
it changes so drastically. Really? Wow, that's interesting. Now, uh, so I, I presume you wrote the film as well? I co-wrote it yeah, with Xander Bailey. And uh, yeah, we, 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 we worked on this for about uh, a year and a half, and we had looked to get it uh, produced, and that fell through. So ultimately, I sold my house to make this movie. Really? That's true. Wow. So, I mean, you sold houses twice already. Yeah, right. I, I, saw, yeah, counted, I, got right? Con- I got the condo, yeah, to right. travel. And I did, and I sold the house to make a movie. Wow. There you go, though. I mean, but you you know how to live your dreams, you I think know. that's it. There you got to throw down, you know. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, to be featured in a in a festival, in a mainstream theater and stuff is a big it's exciting. deal. exciting. Right? It's a big deal. It's great. I mean, we've met many independent f- filmmakers over the years here on the show. And it's not easy, you know. I mean, it's really hard. And especially today, though, I mean, today's technology makes it easier to be seen. Yep. Uh, you know, because you can put things online and things yep. like that, you know, and develop TV series or web series, whatever, and films even. But uh, but to be taken seriously, you have to be a full feature uh, and be in the, in the mainstream theaters, well, right? Well, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting. You're segueing to something that I that that's very important to me. And I have a collective called Gunness and Galaxy, and my collective. And I don't. I see everything. Every time I say something, I'm always going to be aware of the words I use. Right. And I don't want to say my, but it's it's the collective that's I guess my brainchild. Okay. Um, so and I want. I want to to develop this with with content, with distribution ties, which I've been heavily working on, and with uh, with, with with financing to have something full service, so I can help other filmmakers, other artists, other musicians. Ultimately, I mean that's the the, 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 the long end of it. So that way, people coming up don't have to go through all of these these extraneous processes and I understand to some degree a lot of it's a learning curve and a lot of it makes you better and tougher and smarter and stronger and wiser but I also believe that it should be a little easier and and I feel like a lot more talent and great talent would come through if there weren't so many hang-ups and so many obstacles that just you know stop people right at the start line right so what are some of the obstacles you feel Stop people. I think. I think. Well, like it's a very saturated industry, and and I think that there's 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 a lot of things in the system. I feel don't work. I feel it's lopsided, Um, and I feel like only you have to be either very lucky. Very, very, very um, hardworking and diligent and, and persistent, like obsessively so, or you just get um, you just get into a flow. And it's like I've seen I've seen different versions of, of success from different people. Um, but I think ultimately, what needs to happen is there has to be which there is right now. I see the total. I see the shift right now. There has to be more empowerment with the artists. Yeah, that's the first foremost because obviously it is a business and there are people that are great at just that that know how to curate film know what looks potentially successful know how to make money well on on great commodities and commodify film but I think ultimately you see this now with all this entrepreneurship with with people doing stuff on YouTube people uh, Kickstarter I mean all these things have have, have been uh, created because there is no choice it's by default because artists have to find a way to get out into the mainstream. Yeah, and express themselves and reach the the masses. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, so let me ask you this. Is this your first film? First feature. Um, First feature. I've done three shorts, and the last short was 
a feature for about three months, and then I realized <laughs> it's not going to be a feature. And really? I, I chopped it down, much to my uh, dismay, but it's yeah. okay. Did you get any recognition for those? Uh, I did get some festival. Uh, we, we played we played 20 festivals on my last, the second to last short, Closure, um, which was nice, and I got a chance to, to do some festival circuiting with that. And my first short, uh, Split, which is my thesis from film school, I went to L.A. Film School, um, which was a great program. I, I, I went in, it was a one-year intensive. There was Run and Gun. And, you know, they're like, shoot, 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 go shoot, go shoot, go shoot. And I went to Cannes directly after I graduated my thesis, and I sold my short in Cannes, which is actually very rare to get shorts sold. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, and I think it's come around back now where shorts, they're, they're looking, they're, more content is being, you know, uh, received for short content. But but then, um, yeah, I crashed a buyer's party um, in the <laughs> sweltering sun at 10 in the morning, hung over um, <laughs> at that, and uh, I was able to sell my short, which... I made you know a modicum of money on it was nothing spectacular, but it filled me with some confidence knowing that a lot of it is is just being yeah being hungry and being persistent. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You got to be hungry. You got to be hungry, right? You got to want it badly enough that you're gonna overcome the obstacles, the rejection, and all that. Now, I mean, so how did you get? Uh, I mean, that's a big deal, you know. Like for example. Uh, I know shit about making films, right? So uh, how did you feel? I mean, how did you feel you were actually up to it, you know, you that know, you could do it? I think and I, it's a great question. I think for me, I think what I'm drawn to about film is the absolute chaos. It, it's, it's, and chaos, I think, is a very, it's a very stigmatized word. I don't think chaos is, is usually looked at as a, a word that means... That there's that there's something negative involved, but but when I, when I use the word chaos, I think I mean that there's just so many disparate like uh, elements involved in film. Right. I mean whether you're, you're you're constructing your crew, whether you're trying to find locations, whether you're trying to find your cast, whether you know trying to find you know motivation for an actor to find their you know find their role. And I think what I love about film is seeing all this 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 sort of the, these 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 variant like you know areas that you somehow like you you pull together and you create this this energetic uh, oneness mm. with a film because at the end of the day when you're watching a film you're watching 90 minutes or 120 minutes or whatever whatever you know the running time is of something that has been pulled together from just thousands of different parts right. and different things running to a shop to buy you know tape you know it doesn't you know <laughs> all these things that that it's funny because even in the beginning which is I don't know what this says about me but like the the, <laughs> the first the first part I almost enjoy the most uh-huh. it's it's getting on the phone calling up all these random numbers because it's somehow you feel like you're putting your energy out there and and you're 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 making strange magic happen from something that seems so um, mundane, mm. so like random that has absolutely you know what we would think in layman's terms has nothing to do with film. Yeah, you know, right. running running to those you know those shops or to, to to pick up a prop to find something. You know, like buying bananas. Right. I mean, I don't even know. You know, it's just but, yeah. People but don't think about these things. They you don't. Know? But when you do indie films, you have to do everything. You got to do like everything. You said, like an entrepreneur. You you know, on the shoestring. The sh- you know? Exactly. But I wow. mean, that's, and that's the thing, but it teaches, and I think that the thing about film, I, I feel like the most important asset any filmmaker has, I think, is, is, is communication. Again, it's bad communication because I feel like if you're not a good communicator, I mean, how can you express what you're trying to say to anyone? Right. 
No, absolutely. And not only that, but you want to communicate your ideas, uh, you know, uh, your the the vibe of the whole thing. You right. know, I mean, that's the thing. Now, what what kind of uh, what size cast did you have? Was it we had about a fifteen, about a fifteen person? Fifteen. Wow, that's pretty. Yeah. So this is not like a small thing. I mean, no, it may it be looks, an indie it, film, it looks, but it looks a lot bigger than than, than what we spent on it. It does, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I was watching the trailer, and you guys should check it out. The film is Misfortune, so you just have to. Uh, uh, look up Misfortune Film, and uh, you'll find Desmond and his movie. You can find it, I guess, on social networks. I see you're, you already got over 8,000 likes on Facebook, yeah, which I think, is very cool. I, yeah, I think half of them are from Indonesia and Pakistan. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares where it's from? You but know? they're people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but uh, you guys can check it out and see. Um, the uh, so the film is about uh, a con man. Yeah, actually. It, it, it is, and actually, you know, it's it's interesting because that I, I I experienced that quite a bit uh, two years before making the film, which went into that. Um, I um, I I had dealt with a, a couple of. Uh, Shall we say? And there's no real loose way to put this, but in my in my best estimation, sociopaths. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and one it, it, more intimately, and another in a financial sense. And it's funny because I think people think of sociopaths as serial killers and people that um, that you know throw throw bottles at, at at windows and and do crazy you know just awful things to people. But there's also a lot of financial sociopaths. In fact, I think that's a big, a huge uh, zeitgeist in in our culture is a sociopathy in in in, fi- in the finance world, because mm. there becomes this necessity to have 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 own 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 and to to at everyone else's expense that people will be willing to step over and and to insidiously undercut and lie and cheat and steal from one another to to have that largesse of money and it's just it's it's very it's very sad and um it's something i experienced and i experienced that having had a little bit of money at the mm-hmm. time and and i and i and i and i needed to learn that that lesson that was a journey for me to see how people treat you differently when you have money as oh, opposed to when yeah. you don't have money yeah 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 and they do right they I do mean, and very it, and, differently and it does i mean and i'm not saying it's all bad there's some wonderful things about having money you 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 do get people's attention you do have respect um, it's a different respect but there's also people that gravitate to you that you know also can can want some of that money exactly and and you see that and i had to learn that lesson and i dealt with a lot of dishonest people and really yeah wow so but i but i've learned i've grown and uh, yeah, you know. but there you go you see it gave you a story to tell you know there you go so if you if you guys are in LA, uh, you definitely should check out the film. Uh, I'm going to try to make it. T- so tomorrow's Friday night. Friday night. Friday night at nine thirty. If you're in Hollywood, check it out at the uh, Chinese Chinese Theater. Chinese yeah, and theater. it's the one right next to the uh, the one where everyone puts the uh, the handprints in. It's the TCL right. six, which is a beautiful, gorgeous theater, four hundred twenty two seat the uh, theater. Um, and Dance with Films could not have picked a better place, and uh, we're happy to be there. It's got. Great sound system, and I will add that sound in the film was uh, was mixed by Tony Lamberti, who is an Oscar-nominated uh, sound designer. Which the Oscar nomination is just, I think, it it, it only speaks a, a, a tenth of his story. He wow. he has worked on incredible films, two of Tarantino films. 
and Glorious Bastards being one, and uh, Django Unchained, and he's on the new Ghostbusters films. Anyway, really, I love so working you are, with him. He yeah. just was such an incredible asset to this film because sound was a huge importance for me to to make this sound professional and look fantastic too. We shot on an Alexa camera system, so it looks and sounds the best it can be. Yeah. Now, uh, do you have the uh, usual hot chick or two in the we have, movie? We have a very attractive lead, uh, really? Jenna Cannell. Yeah, uh-huh. and she she did a she did a fantastic job. Um, she was uh, she was cast out of an open casting out of uh, hundreds of people. I mean, really, hundreds, wow, hundreds, yeah. oh, cool. And where was the casting? Uh, we do we held the casting in L.A. Um, and we did it at Cazd, uh, which is C-A-Z-T, which I have to say, they've come through for me so many times. This place, you can do casting. This is why you want to make a film, you can get it done without having to spend a lot of money renting a place. All they ask you to do is take in some of their um, their members of, of, of their uh, of their of I guess what's their 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 company right. um, of what they do, um, and they think that they have classes, um, and you just have to review their talent and give them feedback, and you can use their space to to do your hiring and your casting. And they, I've worked I've worked with them a couple times, even on those shorts. And so we did it at Cast, which is uh, over I think it's over off near near the lot near Formosa, and um, we did open casting. And yeah, and Jenna Jenna came through. It's funny that Jenna's audition was funny because she I remember she sat in the chair and she fell she fell off the Chair. The chair, I think the chair was like rickety or something. Whoa. She fell down, which is like the absolute worst, most mortifying first impression right. you can have as an actress. <laughs> I was hilarious, but she took it on the chin, and she was so great and and really like I liked I liked her her spunk. She she um she she won that won me over right away with that, and uh, and then we you know we did a series of of, of callbacks and. She was great, so I I I, I really enjoyed um, enjoyed having that yeah. you know, on on this film. Yeah, yeah, and it's always fun to work with attractive women. I mean, you can't it's important. You can't People deny wanna, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, uh, what was her name again? Let's Je- get- yeah, Jenna Cannell, Xander Bailey, and I will have to say that the cast is pretty deep. We also have really? one of wow. the performances yeah. by Kevin Gage, who just tore it up. He tore it up. I mean, I don't like to say there's villains or the nemesis or the antagonist because I feel like you know what it 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 says it it's it, it loses the dimensionality of characters because I feel like you don't feel like they all have a reason to want what they want, and that's the thing about this. I think each person has a reason, and there's not there's not a bad guy. I mean, there's you know because I think you can see how it, things like this with with something that that looks promising with with money or whatever the objective can bring out the best and worst in people. But anyway. Kevin Gage was fantastic. Uh, Steve Earle, who's in it, who's a phenomenal musician, and he did a great job. And Nick Mancuso, uh, who just knocked out the park. Fantastic face, fantastic actor, wow. and uh, we're just happy to have him on. Yeah, very cool. So you're very fortunate to have a nice cast, a nice crew. And Xander Bailey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you mentioned already three, four times. I right? got to do that. And, you know, yeah, he's been with me from that. the jump, so well, he gets your shout outs. Of course, he's the other half, <laughs> you is. know. There you go. <laughs> Well, hopefully next time uh, you guys will come back and you can bring him in too and everything. Great. So we can. Uh, but you know, you guys definitely should uh, check out the movie. It's tomorrow night. Uh, no excuses. No you excuses. probably don't have anything to Chinese do. Chinese theater. Anyway. Exactly. Friday night. You can't. You it's, can't it's, go wrong. It's warlock or it's uh, it's a uh, you know misfortune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Warlock of Warcraft, right? Uh, Warcraft, Warcraft sorry. is yeah. the movie that's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and if you're not into weird video games, you go to Misfortune. We'll be doing, we're doing Q&A afterwards, and we're also having an after party, too. So, <laughs> Tinord Flats. Yeah, place. there you go. So, now I wanted to ask you about uh, Dances with Films. Uh, is that the Kevin Costner thing? No, it's, it's no? no, that's yeah, Dance with Wolves. I think, I think, no, the, no, I know that's Dances with Wolves, but I thought he named no, uh, the, something. I think, based, I think uh, the derivation of this was from a thing from Sundance, and it was like kind of a Dances with oh, Films okay, gotcha. based on because it was so tricky to get into Sundance that like it, it came gotcha, out. Gotcha. Okay. Born out of that. That but, makes uh, sense. Yeah. Dances with Films. In there fact, I think they, yeah, it took a while to even be able to have that, that title all yeah. worked out. And everything. Now, so uh, this is a film festival. I mean, does anybody win anything here? Yeah, there's there's some awards. I think there's there's an yeah. audience award, the Best Feature Award, um, and I think that's a lot from the judging the judging uh, panels. Um, and it, it's funny, the more these festivals I do, the more I don't, I don't really, I, it's wonderful to win awards. Trust me, I love it. But like, right. I don't, it's like, it's not my priority because it's like, right. I'm so happy to see these other filmmakers, like, you know, doing their hustle. And I think once you make a film, you get it and you start to f- understand what everyone has gone through. And it's just like, it's like, you look in the eyes, you're like, yeah, I know your journey. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. So you just yeah, want, you want the best for everyone. Yeah. That's very cool, you know? And I think. That uh, you know, when when you have a film that that you really have a story to tell, you know, it's just the best feeling is just to know that people are watching it, people and are enjoying watching. It. It's the best experience, right? Like people and you connect with someone, and and they feel like okay. You know, I, I I learned something. You know, even if it's from like you know a, a soul, an emotional level. And it's that connection because I think you know we played in South Dakota, which is a wonderful festival too. We played in Black Hills, and it was just nice being in the middle of the country and seeing other people and knowing like, okay, this is this demographic. And it's funny because you see a lot of tentpole films, which are great and they they serve a you know a wonderful entertainment purpose. But I feel like it's also there's a lot of Middle America that just they just want honest stories. Right. That's it. You know yeah. what I mean? And they they don't they want to be spoken to from just a very a very like sincere level right and uh, and that's it folks uh, I mean as far as the film I mean it sounds uh, it's an action film right it's an action it's an action thriller it's got a right. little, little everything yeah and uh, yeah and, and I think you'll you'll definitely get the feel uh, tell people again where they can see the trailer I guess they can just google it right yeah, like google it YouTube film? it uh, misfortune film um, yeah misfortune film and, yeah uh, you'll find it anywhere or even if you uh, google Desmond Devonish's name I mean I googled it you're uh, totally connected with the film everywhere so there you are and, and uh, I will say one last thing uh-huh. please even if, if you can't see my film or our film come see any of the films that dance with films great festival the films are fantastic and the electricity is is phenomenal there really so yeah. it's cool if you're a movie buff that's definitely a place to go do it and yeah just do it don't argue um <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so, and Desmond, finally, what's what's next for you? I mean, what's you next? finished the film here. It's a big deal. It took you what over a year, right? Yeah. To do what's next? Oh, well, I got a, there's a there's a novel I'm looking at right now that uh, is fantastic. I just fell upon this novel that I'm working out all the all the kinks with that to to get to get made. Um, and I also have another script that I finished the one before Misfortune got made that financing fell through. That's going to be a fantastic film. And I have the most the most. Uh, uh, near uh, thing that's coming out is the uh, 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 documentary that I associate produced uh, called Gregory Porter Don't Forget Your Music and it is 
fantastic. This this jazz vocalist is the next the next big thing in really? in, in the music world. And wow, he, he's he, his his off the charts right now are popping. Uh, it, it it's uh it's Gargi Porter. You have to hear him. He's amazing. Really? Yeah. Wow, very cool. And so thanks to all the uh, the cast, I guess the crew again, right? Crew you also everyone. everybody and your partner, of course, is uh, uh, Lena. Yeah, go his <laughs> oh. name again. Oh, Xander Bailey. Yes, Xander Bailey. <laughs> Shout out to both of them, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yes. But uh, since you haven't mentioned them at all, I figured you mentioned them once more. Definitely. You know? Xander but Bailey. Xander, Xander yeah, Bailey. you're welcome Xander back. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome back on the show. I know, uh, especially a film, you can't do it by yourself. You need other people to help you. Always. And that and it humbles you. because, And that's one thing I, I always kind of keep in mind is like you're only as good as, as your team. Yeah. There you go. That's it. And that's, uh, that's a good lesson for everybody. Desmond, thank you so much for joining thank you, me. Sam. So uh, much. All the best to you. Wish you a lot of success. Uh, I'm sure you're going to go into bigger and better things with this film once you get Absolutely. some recognition on it. Absolutely. And because it is, it's a, it's a professional-looking film, folks. T- check it out, at least the trailer, trailer and see what I'm talking about. So, Definitely. Uh, and you're going to be there tomorrow night, right? Yeah, I will. And uh, trailer is City Room Creative. Fantastic, fantastic company. And I will be there tomorrow. Q and I, I, I will talk to everyone. Sounds good. All right, everybody. So hopefully we'll be we'll see you there tomorrow. And uh, thank you all for listening. Cherie, get better. And yes. we'll see everybody tomorrow. Bye-bye. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Cherie right here on LA Talk Radio.